All right, we're here Q&A, Entrepreneur's Q&A, man. Every single, uh, pretty much every week, we drop some sort of uh, Q&A session. And I brought in uh, my guy, Marcus Y. Rozier, is here. What's up, Marcus? Hey, man. Pleasure to be here on number one podcast in all the world. In all the world, <laughs> for sure. So today, we get a chance to do Q&A, where an entrepreneur who has certain questions comes on, and we get to coach in front of the world and this lasts forever, right? And the cool thing is, I guess we get a timestamp on YouTube, like when we know when it comes out, so we can see what happens in another year or so. So, but today is a very special episode because we have my brother, not just my brother. Like, you know, you'd be like, yo, that's my brother. This is my actual blood brother, same father, same mother. Uh here like and the yeah, like the kinda, but not really. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he called me yesterday, and we've had this conversation over and over again about how you're going to build out your business because you're really, really good at uh, doing HVAC. How long have you been doing? You've been in the business? Man, 15, 16 years now. 15, 16 years. And explain what, what you do. Uh, Man, I do – I just provide mechanical services. Um. I'll fix HVAC work, you know, for large buildings. Um, I've done some chiller work, some boiler work. Um, just basically like your furnace on a large scale building mm -hmm. where um, it goes from being like a small furnace to where we're heating gallons and gallons of water to send it through coils and stuff like that to provide heating from uh, yeah. Different types of ways, to, you know, different ways to skin a cat. And uh, anything that goes wrong in my house, uh, he comes over to fix the furnace. The AC. We've had our AC go out. He came and fixed it. Furnace go out, came and fixed it. Um, so anything heating and air actually in this building. Uh, we had one contractor that did some stuff, but I had to call my brother to come fix the thing that he did, which is my first point. Because when I was getting this building, we had to get electrical. We had to get everything for the building. So I called my brother like, yo, Doug, I want you to do like the install of all the HVAC units. You can do it. And what would you say? I said no. Because I understand that, well, it's an excuse, but this was my thought process. <laughs> I understand. Well, now I know because you, we spoke about it afterwards, but um, at the time, I know it was just me and the scale of what you wanted to get done. It was going to take just me. Eh, maybe I get a crew or whatever, but I, you know, I still got a nine to five. So I didn't want to impede your process. So that was me just saying, Hey, look, man, get somebody to do this full time. If you get into a jam, I help you out. You know, I'm there for you. If it doesn't go smoothly, we'll take over from there. But my whole thing was, I just didn't want to, impede your work yeah but the guy that we had do it impeded the work dramatically yeah, he because did. he did it, everything wrong like i had to keep calling him and anytime he tells me he's coming i know me and joe had this joke like yo he's saying he's coming tuesday at three o'clock there's no way he's coming period <laughs> and he never ever proved us wrong so you could have gotten a crew you know some other people right, in the right. industry that could have put it together so you were just scared and this would have been a bag because i paid him a lot of money yeah yeah. Marcus, what do you think about that? Nervousness, man. Nervousness. Nothing wrong with that. And he, yeah. it sounds like he cares about his brother. He does. He wanted to make sure he was taken care of. But 
it was it is a great opportunity for you, man. Like you got to yeah. embrace that, and it would have took you from working in the business to developing a new skill of having to hire, and they could have worked those other hours, and you inspect the work. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it fifteen years, so he knows he understands the the industry. And see, and see, this is the thing, right? Since I've been doing it fifteen years, and just like the situation you ran into, nobody works like me. You know what I'm saying? Like to find somebody that's going to work like you, you have to clone yourself. Like, because you know what you're looking for and you're giving it to a team of people and you're expecting them to see your vision without having to come back because I do it on side jobs all the time. You know, like when I get my small crews and we're putting in units or whatever like that, It's a running joke. You'd be like, yo, man, why you got to yell at me? Like, I'm not yelling at you, but you know what I'm looking for. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to leave it like that, you know. Um, so you do side jobs now. You go, to, obviously, homes. Yeah, homes. And, um, I, well, not just homes because I am a, um, I'm an unrestricted license holder, contract license holder in the state of Georgia. So I'm not just label. I'm not just restricted to homes. Actually, I don't even really want to do residential like that. I want to do building work. I want to do commercial work. Got you. But under your, you do it now for your company, but you want to do it for your own business, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Commercial work. Yes. Yep. Got it. Okay. All right. So you called me with a question. I was and I just stopped him and I was like, "Yo, let's just ask it on camera because right. you're going to be a representation of a lot of people who are good at something, like really, really good at something. I don't even trust nobody with the stuff at my house like you. Cause I know, I know you're going to find the problem and you're going to fix it and really reasonable, which I think you should definitely uh, raise in price just a little bit. That's just but, your price. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's just your price. Okay. I am not the cheapest. So, all right. So, so you had a question and let's, let's get into the Q and a, what you got? All right. So, um, I'm at a point right now where uh, I was in a lot of financial debt just a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided to, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, faith, faith-based. I found uh, the Financial Peace University, the David Ramsey deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of got through that um, starting the... Uh, the starter emergency fund and paying off your consumer debt. And then right now, technically I would be in like a uh, baby step three, which would be saving a, um, your fully funded emergency fund, mm. which is three to six months of, um, of your bills, just so you know, can carry whatever. Right. Um, I'm extreme. So I wanted to be a little more. And then I, I understand that I need a little more capital of what I want to do and a little flexibility. So I want to save a little more. So that's why I'm keeping myself there. And then after that is paying down the house and yada, da da da. But I'm frustrated in that area because I know I have a skill where I can accelerate my financial growth. I just don't know how to direct it. I got a loaded gun. I don't have a target of what I want to shoot at. Mm. Um, like I told you yesterday, if, If I were to have a windfall today, right? I hit the the lottery for a billion dollars, right? Just my natural dichotomy. I'm not going to say, "Hey, look, uh, I'm just going to stop chill. I'm live on an island. I'm going to try to work and invest that money some kind of way." 
I don't know what I would invest that money in. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I just came up on a whole bag and I... And I or say like a realistic 20,000, 10,000. Right, like, like just any kind of windfall. Like, yeah. I mean, right now I know... I know what I do with twenty thousand dollars because there are some short term goals that I what would have. you do? What would I do? I I buy a truck. Okay. I buy a truck to invest in my business. So, but I'm talking about large scale because I'm seeing past that. A truck is the easy part. I mean, it's a little tough now. Well, let me ask you. You didn't get a tr- so um, our mom passed. Right. And uh, we had some insurance money. I was like, Yo, you can keep all the insurance money. Right. 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 And it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot, but it was right. about half. It was a good it was a good portion, right? But not not for a truck. You don't need all the money to buy a truck. You just need some money. Here's the here's the background on that. See now again, I was following the Dave Ramsey financial piece where we just practice no credit at all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not not going into debt. But it would have been like eight grand, let's say, right? But what was it been at eight thousand? Yeah. Yeah, so do you still have the 8000 Yeah, yeah, for sure. You still have it? Yeah, for sure. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but do, here's the other thing. Do I want to sink my whole, everything I have into that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. I'm going to let Marcus touch on this. Whenever whenever you're ready, you can finish. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm, going to let Marcus touch on this. This is just where I'm at, you know, with my thought process. So. I'm willing for all type of um, direction, any input, anything like that. Because I want to, I don't just want to do that. I know I need to generate. I want to kind of evolve and get a couple streams of revenue going. Gotcha. You know, so. um, Round it out with a question. My question is, how do I accelerate my financial growth? Without having to sweat so much for it. There you go. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. There you go. Marcus, talk to me, man. <laughs> talk to me. This is area of expertise. Man, I think people, it, it's a simple equation. I'll say we got two options because we all got the same hours. Right. right. You either sell your time, which is what you're saying you're doing now with the job. Right. Or you invest the time into a skill, which you've already done, or right. you buy somebody else's time. Right. Those are really. Oh, say it. Say it again. Either sell your time, Mm -hmm. say forty hours, fifty hours, Mm -hmm. or you invest that time into a skill, which he's done. He's acquired a skill over fifteen years. HVAC. The only other level is to buy somebody else's time, because you can't. You're not trying to give up more hours because you're saying, "Hey, I got a nine to five. I turned down the job from my brother because I wouldn't have the extra time. I already invested my time to get the skill. The only other option now to increase another stream of income." is to buy a portion of somebody else's time. Okay. Now you can start generating re- another stream of revenue on the skill you've acquired. Person is doing the work. You got your nine to five. You're making money. You're not taking away from that. There has to be somebody that's in, that's entry level, that's not as skilled, that's interested in learning your skill, that will take a portion less. It exposes them to it. And now it's kind of it, it'll, it forces you to have to teach somebody. When you're like, I can't duplicate myself. Right. Welcome to entrepreneurship. Well, you have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're at that critical point where you're like, I need more money, I can't produce more time. If the money you make is tied to your hands, you only got two hands. Mm-hmm. You got to right, get right. two other hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mandatory now. Right, right. I, I would say right away, bro, I would put it out there. 
and just start thinking about like when you do have moments, what some of the things you've learned, I would start with things people can avoid because you know, the human brain is always looking for danger. So before you teach a person a skill, it's better to teach them what to avoid to be, to not be horrible. Okay. Five things not to do if you're starting a job. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. The three things to do right away. Now you can get somebody to just do all the, all the miscellaneous stuff you don't like doing. Right. Hire the person to do that. So now you can just come in and just boom. You can cut the time down on, on the work you do. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, listen. Every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together. And this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. I want to ask a question. Let's say you did have a truck. Okay. How would that increase your revenue? Well, right now, um, I would be more free to operate and grab more calls. Well, I would have to, I would have to grow that as well. Mm -hmm. But see, I don't want to pay for, I don't want to have payments on the truck if I'm not producing any revenue. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I would rather have a truck, even if I'm not there, but see, then that makes me lazy. You know, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm not, if I had a truck is just sitting there, and I don't necessarily have to go get the money to pay it off yeah. or whatever. But I just think it's a financially smart thing to not incur debt right there, especially if you don't yeah. have. Because right now, I mean. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's say, for instance, I said to you, if you give me $500 every single month, 
I'll give you three thousand. Would you take that? Oh uh, yeah, I'm okay. gonna, this is a no brainer. However, this five this five hundred dollars that you're giving me every single month, well, it, it's it's a it's it's a debt situation. Meaning, you're in debt to me. Okay. You owe me ten. Let's say you owe me ten grand. Okay. I said you pay me back this ten grand in five hundred dollar a month increments. Okay. So it's going to take you, what is that, uh, 20 months? 20 meaning months. you'll be in debt for About 20 months. Okay. But for every time you give me the 500, I give you 2,000. Would you take that? No, because you said 3,000 at first. Well, let's say 3,000. Let's say, let's say, that makes sense. 3,000. Yeah. So if, worst case scenario, you get a truck and you start marketing, you put it out there. How much does your average client pay you? Around about. The most common job. Yeah, the most common job. I'm maybe 150 bucks. $150? Yeah, something like that. Gotcha. What are you doing for $150? Little to nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh like a service call or something. Yeah, well, yeah, because my service call would be like 85 bucks, And then if I go out and change something, I, I, I mean, I'm going to at least make like $150. Gotcha. I go out. Okay. So let's say we have 10 clients. Let's say every single month pay us $150 because we have this now truck. We can at least do these little service calls in and around the city. 10 a month, which is a little over two every week. Right. We made $1,500, but you still got to give me $500 every single month. Would you take that deal? Yeah, because it's $1,000. Of course. Yeah. So we're looking at debt wrong. Dave Ramsey is brilliant, right. but he's not talking to an entrepreneur. And you know what? I I realized that even after we had our conversation because I didn't necessarily cut all my credit cards. Mm -hmm. So now what, what it is, I found that with finances, it's not about how much you got. It's about the behavior of it. Yeah, you have it. How do you act with it? Are you going to you only got $500 in the bank. Are you going to spend a thousand dollars and say, ah, I get another $500 mm -hmm. or are you going to be more conservative? Like, yeah. Hey, look, I'm getting close to my $500 mark. I need to probably reserve 200 bucks yeah. or something like for anything. Yeah, right? He's talking to people who have a $500 limit. Yeah. The people who have a $500 limit yeah. are people who have messed up their credit, meaning they're irresponsible. It's he's talking to people who are irresponsible. Yeah. I don't use a debit card ever. Right. I use my credit card every day. Right. I run up so much money on my, you know, every month. I run up about what I used to make at the Cheesecake Factory on a credit card. More than that, on a credit card. Yeah. But I pay it a couple times a month. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey's not going to say, yo, you're doing bad using credit. Oh, my gosh. I got four million points. But see, here, here's I know the all thing. kind of crazy stuff. Here's the thing with that, though. You're right. He's talking to people that 100%. are in less than situations or no, not less not than less situations, than, just irresponsible, people. irresponsible situations. Yes. Right. And they're tired of that. So they need to find somewhere to start. Yes. I've gone through that. I understand my, my outlook about finances are different. Yes. And I'm ready to figure out how to accelerate that and minimize, minimize my risk. How much is a truck? A brand new truck is probably like 40 grand. Do you need a brand new truck? I don't need a brand new truck. How much is the truck but, you uh, want to get? I probably like a decent, a decent truck. 
I'll probably get one for about 10, 12 grand. Okay. So you have 8,000 at least, 8,000 that I know about. Yeah. From insurance money. Right, 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 right. But you want to hold on to the fact that I need this for a nest egg when really if we deploy this 8,000, we will start getting a revenue stream every single month that we can start to build on. Okay. Don't stay away from debt just to be staying away from debt. Or don't, don't, I'll invest everything I got. Right. I've done it mad times. I don't know, Marcus, have you ever like taken an uncomfortable amount of money out of your account to invest in something and say, yo, I'm about to go get it. I'm going to get it back. Several times. Just did it. <laughs> well, you got to do that wire transfer. It's a, what? It's a whole nother feeling. But yeah, just did it. Or even my first investment in business was $10,000 in 2014. And I was broke, broke. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to, by Lennox Mall, I would go by the Goodwill, buy clothes and sell them on eBay to make the credit card payment. Mm. Like, my credit limit was 13. I charged 10. Way past what Dave Ramsey was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I just knew if I could acquire a skill and pay it back, and I did. I learned funnels, okay. had a book, launched it very first, what, second month, made the money back. And now I've got a business that provides the service I paid 10 for that I've made that times 100. Okay. Well, more than that. I'm bad with math. Yeah. <laughs> Way more but, than that. Yeah. You know it's it's been lucrative for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cause in essence, I I didn't I didn't spend money. I bought a skill. You get what I'm saying? I bought I bought a skill. I bought a business. I bought access. So there's no huh. place that I could think of for less than the price of a Nissan Altima. Pay ten thousand dollars to learn something that I'm still doing mm -hmm. years later. Right. So I would look I would look at it differently, man. I would see the money as a tool. Okay. Yeah. And if I could say something, it would be just to bet on yourself. It sounds like I've been doing this 15 years. You got work ethic. You got the space to know how. It really yeah. is a confidence thing. Like, yeah. I believe in me enough that said $150, okay? Charge the eight grand. I get the payment. $150 average going out to do something. You're like, okay, I've got more than enough business. I know I can make this back. It's just betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the confidence factor. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie, man. Like the forty, and, and you know, you never you'll never get to where you want to be financially working for somebody else unless you're doing a whole bunch of other things and you're just savvy with money. Yeah, you know, but or you become like the president of the company or something, right? So, but you know, never it's, know. It's that, especially when they pay you halfway decent. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't want this. It's a comfortability factor, That's you know what I mean? You get used to that. And then I know I could do, probably do, I've done it. I've done jobs that pay me a month's, a month's wage, two months' wages. But What are you so afraid so, of, it's, bro? It's not consistent, the consistency. No, it's not consistent because you haven't gone out to make it consistent. It seems like you're letting jobs come find you. Whatever that whatever that side job was, yeah. I would imagine you didn't go out and get it. It was a referral. Somebody told you about something. You kind of was in the right place, right time. Or somebody said, yo, we got this situation. It wasn't, in, unless you did, like, go out and, like, put out your business cards and all that kind of stuff and go find a job. Right. And then you find it. And if that job did come, if it's not consistent, it's because you didn't do what you first did. So tell me how that job came where you made your month's wages in a month in one job. 
it was it, yeah it was i guess it was kind of given to me I well know. not given to me it was like well i mean you know i do like some some advertising but it was it was somebody that knew me in my church or whatever exactly. like that. You know what I'm saying? I know, I they know. know. They know, you know. Hey, you do this, and hey, look, this you is what fell it is. on it, and you're waiting yeah. for that to be consistent. That's not consistent. That's true. You happen to be in the right place, right time. Somebody knows yeah, you, right. and they say, "Yo, this person can do it," and then you go get it, and it's like, "Whoa, I made this money," but it's not consistent. Because you're waiting on something that's inconsistent to happen consistently. That doesn't happen consistently. Mm. Okay. It will happen consistently if you're consistently out there marketing. You're consistently out there saying, hey, I do this. Hey, I do that. And then those things start to come more consistently. But it's something that you're afraid of. And in your out of your mouth, you're saying, I want to have this business and I want to make this money, but... It's something in your heart and in your mind that's saying, no, I don't. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah. You'd have to tell me. I don't I don't know what it is. We need to figure it out. Yeah. Because if not, another 15 years will go by. Yeah. And you'll be saying the same thing. And the reason I know this is because I'm pretty sure we have this conversation every five years of your career. Five years in, I'm sure, and I don't, I don't, I don't remember. You started in 2000, what? Because we actually worked at Cheesecake Factory together, yeah. and then he left before me. You left before me. What you leave? You left 2000, what? So I left 2012. Uh, man, don't give me the line, man. Wait, when was you started? 2008, maybe or 2009? HVAC. I think. Oh well, no, ten. Yeah, I think maybe 2010. I think I probably worked at Cheesecake Factory for two years. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 2010 to 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah. No, I don't think you were there after I left. I don't believe. You went I think to you left first. Cumberland or something like that, and I stayed in. Yeah, I went to perimeter. Yeah. But my my point is, I'm almost positive we could like play back the tapes five years in. You probably realize you're really good and say, "Yo, I need to do this as a business." Five years later, I'm I'm 100 positive. Five years ago, we had this conversation. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm telling you, I know. And so, now we've had this conversation before the pandemic. We've had the conversation again now. We're going to keep having a conversation, and I'm going to keep giving you amazing advice until you do something. But yeah. there's something inside of you that's not allowing you to do something. And it's, it's sad. Yeah. Because you you're so talented. But you're so afraid. You're so afraid. I don't know. Well, let's pretend that you did know. What do you think it is? Yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I'll take I mean, any maybe, answer, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the um maybe it's like what Marcus says. Maybe it's the confidence. It's maybe it's the 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 fear of failing. But I, I know I'm not going to fail. <laughs> right. But that's I, that's why I can't say I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's just mm. the comfort. Maybe it's laziness because I know I'm not a lazy person. But am I lazy about my business? Am I lazy about? Because you know what? When I get off, I put a lot of work into my current company, mm. right? So like where I'm thinking, hey, um, 
I'm helping them schedule jobs. I'm like kind of managing jobs now, right? Mm-hmm. At your job. Yeah, yep. but I, not really though, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm at this I'm at this crossroads where I say, hey, do I want? I feel like I should be getting paid more money, mm-hmm. right? But the caveat to that is, I don't want to ask for more money because I don't want more responsibility from them. I really want to put more effort into my personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't come to this realization until I don't know, maybe six months ago. Bro, we've had this conversation. Long- It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Longer than six months ago, you've had this realization. Well, and and I know so. that because me and Hank talk about it all the time. You'd be having the same conversation with Hank, which is our cousins, by the way, who worked at Grady for, what, 20-something years? Yeah. And then he just went off and did his own thing, and now he's just running a multi, multi-million dollar company. So you got it in your blood. You know, I think... <laughs> You know what I, I think? I think it's the fact that I'm not where I need to be financially. I'm not at that financial picture before I need to take off, because mm. I, I need to. I need to feel like I don't. I don't do a whole lot of gambling. Like I just don't gamble. You know mm. what I mean? There's a process for everything. I feel like, and I feel like if there's some kind of structure you'd be better off every single time instead of just come on seven. Is that, is that what yeah. you think about what we do? Not, not Marcus. I think he thinks that we are throwing dice against a wall <laughs> looking yeah. for a number as yeah, entrepreneurs. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is like, if I'm going to invest, let's just say $10,000, I don't feel comfortable investing every last dime that I have into something. How much do you feel invest? How much do you feel comfortable investing? <laughs> I want to invest like, I, I don't know. I, I need to, I don't know what that number looks like. I don't, cause I don't know what I need to invest. Hmm. Where do you think it needs to go? Marcus? Cause I'm a wind up buying a truck and you're going to work for me. 
I'm, I'm just going to pay you more than your company and you'll be in the same position. You're like, dang, I don't work, work for my brother no more because I'm running the company. What do you think? Where, where does his investment need to go? I, I got to stay in my wheelhouse, man. I can't tell him where to invest. Right. But if I were to just give some context, man, I'm really big on this. ain't theory. It sounds like the confidence thing is solved in, in vision. Right. Like, so I would say like a friend of mine I was just talking to was telling them when you see, like for all of us, we just saw something beyond where we were. And when you really believe it, right. your current reality becomes a lie, not the future. That makes sense. Like if you get a very clear picture where, Hey, I'm comfortable here. Where it gets so clear, it'll force you to be like, man, I don't like where I am now. Right. I think that's the only difference in entrepreneurs. Like we saw something so vividly that became so real that we had to take action. So I would spend time, man, like jotting down, not, it can't be optional. And I know you're Shan's brother, but I have to give honest advice. Right, right. It's somewhat selfish to not pursue the thing that you know in your heart that you're supposed to do because it's not, a t it's all, anything we do is always a test to somebody else we help when we do it. Right. Like Shan's want a podcast, but look at what it did for everybody else. Right. So it starts as something personal, but it's extremely selfish to do something or to settle because you have to believe that there's more out there for you. So you're good. Family's good. But who else is it? Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars. Would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But... I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Right. Yeah. Also, right. you said like you, you're you not in a, fin, fin, you're not in the financial space that I want to be in. Space that you want to be in. Right. Before you go hard. Right. Right? Yeah. How much is that amount? I knew you were going to take a breath and look no. into the atmosphere. No, I know. I know. <laughs> no, what I, what I want, what that financial picture looks like for me is a year of my pay saved. So I'm not worried about. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. That's, that's what, that's what it is. I want a year's, I want a year's pay save before I can feel like I have the confidence to just say, all right, yeah, I can go out there. If I don't get a job for a week or two, I'm okay. You're making stuff you know? up right now. No, I'm not. That's, or that's you create, you just created a number. No, not saying, not did, saying you I didn't did have it. Not, not just now, okay. but you created an impossible number. Right. So that you don't have to do anything. Where I don't know how close you are, but I'd imagine you're not close to that number, right. and you want to accelerate your income, but 
you don't want to do anything until you get to an impossible number with your job. Wow. They're not going to give you that. So you're creating something in your head that says, all right, once I get to this impossible number, then I'll do something, which means I'm just not going to do anything. And I get to blame it on me not achieving this impossible number. Where are you going to get the 80,000, 100,000? I don't know how much you make, but where are you going to get that money from? I don't know. We gotta... Exactly. You created something. You created yeah. an unnecessary barrier. Just say, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. And that's cool. I'm not mad at that. Nah, just, yeah, that's, that's the just, thing. But see, that's not, that's not the truth, though. That appears to be the truth. Right. If you didn't want to be an, if you did want to be an entrepreneur, we'd be able to see it through your activity. Remember, Grandma said something about Jameer, or not? Nah, I bought, I bought said, "Man, that boy keep going to jail. He must like something in oh, there. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> There's something in there he like." Yeah. I'm like, I, she said it one time, and I was like, "That's but shouts out to my cousin, man. I love you." Uh, but she said that for sure. And I thought it was funny, but then I was like, "Dang, it's something about the thing that we have." is why we keep running back to it. If we're in a bad relationship, you can't say, I hate being in this bad relationship. It's something about this bad relationship that you like. It's something about the stress. It's something about the toxicity that just lights your fire. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something about this job and being, um, in your words, lazy, or it's something about having this idea and um, being able to talk about Wanting the idea that you like. Something about it. There's something about like people that are always sick or always in a bad situation. It's something about that bad situation that gives them power because they get to talk about their bad situation. And when they talk about their bad situation, other people listen and give empathy. So I don't want to get out of my bad situation because then I can't talk about it anymore and nobody's going to be empathetic to me anymore. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily. All right. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling my whole situation move because I know I understand it's a behavioral thing. For sure. Right. Like, just like what you said, I realized the situation that I was in and I didn't want to be there. So I decided to do something about it. I needed to start somewhere. Right. So I have this foundational learning curve, I guess, if you would say, mm -hmm. and I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm looking for more exposure, more things to try, more yeah. things to, because I understand I'm, I'm right where you're at. Like it's something that's not releasing me to do what I want to do when I really want to do this yeah. thing. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I cannot put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't recognize it, but I mean, like talking with y'all, I mean, I may be able to, I mean, it's going to give me some things. That's this is just what I needed. 100%. I need I needed the the jolt. I need to think. Is I need excuse me. I needed to look at things a little differently. 100%. I need a different pr perspective to help me go in the direction that I'm Absolutely. trying to go into. And that's the only way I'm talking to you like this because I can. And you used to talk to me like this when I was little. So, uh, but yeah, a, a lot of it is going to be the environment of right. if you're around. Let's say you're. Uh, your coworkers, yeah. the conversation may be different. Like, uh, or maybe the conversation is, yo, 
I need to get more hours or, yo, I got, I got some more hours or I'm working on a holiday. So I get paid double or whatever. If that's the conversation, that's will be what, that will be what you chase. Yeah. See or, or, or if the conversation is about wanting to get out amongst coworkers, and I'm not, I'm not saying your situation cause I'm, I'm, right. st- I'm, I'm talking to you, but Just I'm talking general, to a right. lot of people. Yeah. Right. If the conversation at work amongst coworkers is being able to talk about the dream, it's cool in one sense, but in another sense, it's always cool to talk about the dream. In our circle of friends, it's not cool to talk about what we're going to do. Right. I can't even, it, it feels weird to be in a circle with Marcus and all my friends and we start talking about this is what I'm going to do next year. Right. You talk like that? Nah, you can't say around Shams that he gonna bet you. See, now, <laughs> see now that's the thing. I have that about me though. Mm-hmm. Like I won't. I came to you for advice for sure. But if I tell you I'm gonna do something, yeah, I'm gonna do that thing. Yeah. But my moral of the story is right. You got to get around a different conversation. Right. That's the point. I'm with you. I'm with you. So every time we I'm talk, you. you have a slight mindset shift. Right. This conversation, maybe there's something that you're feeling inside, like, right. all right, I, 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 I got to get on it. Right. But if you're not around the conversation, you gotta fall will off. very rarely get that feeling. Yeah. That's why we got to go to church every week and twice a week. Because yeah. if not, we don't get the feeling of wanting to be better. Even if, even if it's later that night, we cuss the people out. But you got to have that. That's why you got to go on a regular basis. Right. You got to be around this on a regular basis. So you got to find a group of entrepreneurs. You need to start seeking out people who own their own company. You need to hang around Hank a lot more because right. he, he he understands the transition. Yeah. Right. So your I think your biggest fear is just managing people, um, getting out there. You're doing a great job with savings and kind of taking down debt. But I need you to realize that's for irresp- that advice is for irresponsible people right. who can't pay something on a card right now, collect the points and trust themselves to pay it off. Right. Nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't doing that. Did you get a credit card? Yeah. I mean, I've had a few of them. I, nah, we was going to, you are going to apply for the Amex. Remember? Oh no. Yeah. For my business. Actually, I'm going to do that when I, on the way home, I'm going to get on the phone. I mean, I, I, yeah, because I need to separate my personal 100%. from my business. Yeah. Or you'll so go to jail. I can give me a, um, a business card for my yes. business. Let's get some money. Business. Yeah, because I'm, Let's go I'm on so and get rich. This money, bro. No, I'm. I was sitting there. I was looking at my. Um, I never look at anybody else's situation, right? I always look at my own situation. I was sitting there. I was like, man. Um, this far along in life. I don't, I don't have anything to show for it, really. Mm. I mean, I got a good skill. I'm good at a bunch of things, but. What happens when that skill fades, when I can't turn wrenches or if I can't, you know, make it up this ladder like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make that transition now. Like right now, man, I I resent overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not want overtime. I don't want to be on call for my job. You know what I mean? I don't care about the money. Like I know they would pay me more money. All I do, I had to do was ask, but I don't want the responsibility that they're going to give me. Yeah. So I don't ask for more money. I'm like, I, I can go out and get the money that I need. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. Believe it or not, I hope they see this and they fire you. 
Hey, they probably. <laughs> hey, 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 that'll be that'll be one of the things they that, see that they, he covered his shirt up. And he always out there like GPS, <laughs> just dirty bastard. Yo, that would be like one of the best things to happen to you because it'd be for it'd force you to go out and feed your family. It, but see, look here's here's the thing, right? And and here's here's part of the comfortability factor for me. I've been there. 13 years, right? Is it too late? Can we get Donnie a mic? I need a mic. <laughs> Donnie needs to be here. <laughs> Donnie needs to be here. Is it too late? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm on camera with all this gray hair. <laughs> no, go for it. But, um, and I had this conversation. Actually, Reese, they could like share mics kind of. Never mind. I don't know if it'll swing around. Come on. I'll fly. I don't think, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah absolutely. On, I don't know. I don't know if the, it'll over. swing around. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're gonna share it. So this Donnie, you know Donnie. Yeah. Oh, she, so one of our episodes, hey, she was excited to watch it. Um, this is my brother. You met my brother before. So um, obviously we're 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 talking through like entrepreneurship, and just to give you a recap, he has a really dope skill set of uh, HVAC. So he he actually there was a company that had come do this our HVAC uh, units here, but then we had to hire Doug to come fix it because that person just is a terrible, terrible business person. The person that did it originally. He's not a terrible business person. He's a terrible business person. He's actually a very good business He's person. He's a terrible business person. He's just a bad He's a bad human. I don't know. He's a bad communicator. But anyway, so Doug had to come <laughs> fix it. Anytime something goes out in my, uh, my house, heating and air, like he fixes my furnace, my AC, um, but there's something happening where he's he's afraid to jump out and not even jump. I'm not asking him to quit his job, but got to do something to uh, accelerate this income. Yeah. So because I don't, I really, I have a goal. I want to be, I want to be in a position to walk away from my company if wanted to. By the time the summertime hits, yeah. my peak of the season. Like, hey, well, it's hot. I don't need to be called. So, oh, no, I, let me tell you a story, right? <laughs> Hold on. Before you tell a story, right, give me ahead. your thoughts, Donnie. Well, what have you guys already, for, for Keep the record, Michael. you guys who are seeing me, I am not supposed to be here today. <laughs> you look amazing. Hot, crappy mess, and I'm cold, so that's why I have this pillow sitting here. Um, however, what, what have you guys suggested so far? What are your ideas for being able to step away from your business? Just trying to take more work, but I would have to sub work out. Mm -hmm. I would have to sub work out, mm -hmm. but I don't trust everybody. So right now, are you CEO and operator? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. So right now you are CEO and operator. Yes. And you do all of the jobs, but you, you fulfill all of the contracts that, um, you get in right now. Correct. I can't. Okay. All right. So a couple of things that you could do is consider bringing on either a team. Okay. That a team and an operator. Okay. So you can still collect contracts. You bring in an operator to manage the the, facil the fulfillment of that, making sure that the team is scheduled in a, on point. Okay. Um, and you maintain 100% ownership. Or you can consider uh, your business. Is it a pretty successful business? I mean, it can be. I mean, it's... He, okay, it's let me give you context. He works a job and he he wants to, he wants to like 
be entrepreneurial. He's really, really good. You got the LLC set up and all that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a licensed contractor yeah, in the state of Georgia. So he can go do it, but it, I, the biggest thing is not, he needs to get out and actually do something as an entrepreneur. You're, you want him, or y'all want to get out of doing the actual repair, and you want him to be in another role. No, he wants to just make more money. That's, I mean, but that's. He needs to get out of what, though? His business or his job? His job. My job. Okay. Yeah. And All at right. least start start making money in the business. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level imagine getting all the insider tips imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two three four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools you don't have the tips you don't have the tricks i don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro this summit has something for everyone Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use 
promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal so have you considered maybe creating some equitable partnerships with other contractors who maybe have a book of business that they too if you guys came together you'd be in a better financial situation and you'd be able to fulfill more contracts? Mm, I have one guy Mm -hmm. and he's out there. We actually, uh, I met him when we were both taking the same, the state contractor's license. Um, Really good guy. Um, He's thrown me some work. I've, I've actually brought him on at my place of work for him to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've never, well, we always talk about linking up. He, he tried to put, I don't know. He's out there trying to sell. I just, I haven't had the time to, or I haven't made the time. He's out there trying to sell what his services, his services. He's okay, out. He's so now yeah. this sounds like we're coming up on something. Okay. Is it possible that you guys create some type of an equitable partnership where his job, his job is to go out and get the contracts. And him, he creates a team that does that. And then you work on fulfillment of those contracts, but you're still going to have to duplicate yourself. You can only do one contract at a time. You want to get to the point where you're doing three contracts at a time. So your job is to find the talent that can perform based on your level of standard. His job is to keep the money coming in via new contracts. Eventually he has two or three additional sales team members that you guys are over. He's overseeing to get more and more contracts. You've got a team of two or three other HVAC techs that are performing jobs, and now you've tripled the portfolio. Okay. Okay. And I, the biggest thing, though, Donnie, is I don't trust anybody. Nobody works like <laughs> you. You know what I right. mean? Right. Okay. So here's the thing nobody works like you, and right. we have all been guilty of saying, I don't want to do this, or I right. don't want to share or delegate this because nobody right. does it like me. But let me tell you something. Right. You can only do one job. Right. If you could find somebody else who did it half as good as you, right. are you still in a better position? Theoretically, yes. Nobody will ever do it like you. Right. They don't think like you. They don't move like you. They don't deal with the same physical or mental issues or whatever that you deal with. We have to get it out of our heads that somebody is going to come in and do it just like us. Nobody ever will. They're either going to do it less than at a level less than you would or at a level far greater than you will. They'll okay. never duplicate exactly what you do, right? Number one. Okay. But number two, the way that we can improve that 50% as good as you to maybe 75, 80% as good as you, because you may be an overachiever. You might operate at 120%. Right. So if somebody came in and did it at 75%, the job is still getting done. Now, yeah. here's the thing. You can't necessarily care about that. What you have to focus on more so is systemizing what the requirements are. So this is how we fix HVACs. This is how we fix air. This is how quickly we respond to calls. This is how we do the. And as long as they're doing the things that matter most to you, getting new clients and satisfying your clients, none of the other things that you're worried about being done like you matter. Thank you. (laughs) thank you because i gotta kind of get out of my own way you gotta get out of your own way because 
you are if you're injured, you could break a finger, you could sprain a sprain a toe. Right. Now you're worried. You're so in your head about I don't want anybody else because they're not doing it like me. When if you do that, you're not doing it at all. Right. Right. right so right, instead, right. if you just put together a project flow, we okay. have customer customer calls in about air uh, AC not cooling. Right. This is how we handle AC not cooling. We troubleshoot here. We do this. We do this. We fix the issue. We give this kind of a report to the customer. This keeps the customer happy. This fixes the customer's problem. Did that get done? Yes or no. All the other things, if he said, hey, and you said hi, none of that matters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. actually okay. you sent, so there was, there was a guy, uh, Doug couldn't, uh, he couldn't make, I had an issue. Doug couldn't make the, the, the appointment and he sent out another guy to because do the job. I trust him. He was one of the guys that trained me. Right, right. You just said you don't trust nobody. Well, yeah. I mean, but those people, I didn't, I didn't sub him out. I just gave him the work because that's, I knew he would take care of you. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that, yo, you've been in the industry for 15 years. You're not telling me that everybody in the job is terrible. And I'm, I'm sure how many people have you seen come into the job that you guys are working and they leave and start their own thing? Eh, one or two. Yeah. People are doing it. Yeah, for sure. People are doing it. And the, and they're probably not as good as you. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, know, I know I know one person. <laughs> but like I said, man, I, I don't I don't think he's a bad business person, man. I he's doing something right. Kinda. I'm not yeah. even a satisfied customer and he's still rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. see, that, see, that's 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 another thing I care about. Maybe I maybe I gotta stop caring so much about my customers yeah. because I, I want to do. It's not stopping to care no, about your customers. You, you care about your customers always. That's right. the priority because that's right. the heartbeat of your business. Right. If you're not serving and satisfying your customer, you lose them, and now the heartbeat of your business is slowing down. Right. You have to standardize the level in which you care. I promise you, everything is about creating workflows, processes, and systems. Okay. So if you fix, if this is how you fix cooling system if somebody submits a work order to you and your process is that we'll be out within 24 hours you care so you'll be out you've created a workflow that gets you out there within 24 hours you can't care so much that you step outside of this workflow and say i'll be there in one hour gotcha. you get what i'm saying gotcha. you can't standardize that gotcha. so then if that person that you show up for in an hour refers you to their neighbor and you tell that neighbor oh i'll get there in 24 hours We've already got a bottleneck now. We've got, got a problem because got now you. they're exchanging, they're comparing notes. You service them in an hour. It took you 24 to get to me. I'm already unhappy. Right, now right. you got to do more and more and more. When you try to care so much and step outside of a, a normal system, then that leaves room for you to drop the ball or make people feel like you're picking favorites. Okay. So the process is the process is the process. You learn the process. You, you create the framework for, for the process. You train somebody else what the process is and you let them do what they do. Yep. And here's what's cool. Even if they mess up, it's okay. Cause you just go fix it. Yeah. You might have 10 clients that out of the 10, three of them, something went wrong where the guy didn't do it the way you would do it. You know what you do after that? Go do it. Go fix it. There was a guy, the guy that did the, I think he's, I think it was the guy that did the windows. Um, he like it was like security film on the windows or whatever. 
And he was in business for like 20 something years, 25, 30 years. And I'm like, dang, man, you've been in business for a minute, man. How do you, how do you keep your clients? How do you get your clients? All that kind of stuff. Uh, I remember one thing he said to me, he said, um, he said, man, a lot of my business been word of mouth. Yeah. He said, uh, when people ask for references though, this was the point. He said, when people ask for references, I don't send them the clients where everything went smoothly. I send them the clients where there was an issue. And he said, all of my clients who had an issue, they'll say, yo, there was an issue, but he came back out and he fixed it. He serviced me. Mm, okay. The CEO came out and said, yo, I'm, I'm going to handle this for you. Right. He said, those are the ones I refer. And he said, that's how my business you know, grew. That makes people feel important. Oh, the big man came out. The go, he came. You the big man. Yeah, oh, the big <laughs> man came out. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, okay. You feel me? Like, yeah, there's, right, there's right, so right. many issues that your, your brain has created based on maybe your environment. But I promise you, if you get into an environment, like, more conversations like this, more conversations like, you should be calling me just for some sort of inspiration because I'm not letting you off the hook. Right. And I don't, but see, it's, here's the thing. Once I generally talk about trying to do something, I'm trying to achieve it. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold it to myself if I'm thinking kind of dipping my toe in the water. And it, you know, this would be true with Borough. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't share anything with him unless I'm going to do it because I know he holds me accountable. All right. So when are you going to get a truck? I don't know when I'm going to get a truck. Let's come up with a date. No, let's come up with a date because you'll be date. working on it for the next two years. All right. Here's what I, here's what I'm, I'm going to, because you're my brother, right? So you're saying a truck might be 10 grand. Right. Do you have the money to buy a truck now? Yeah. I don't want to spend. You don't want to invest all your, yeah. stop using spend, it's invest. Invest. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. If you invest your 10 grand, I'm going to put $5,000 aside in case you're just in a terrible situation where you're about to lose your house. Okay. And if you ever need this 5,000, I'll make sure you're straight. But I want you to feel what it feels like to invest your last and to go in on your own dream. Because I know you want that account to go back up. Sure. So it took a minute to get it there too, bro. When you oh want, God! When you gonna get a truck? To get it there. Yeah. Um, we gonna get a truck. And when you get the, the truck, mall. when you get the truck, you gotta wrap it, or you're just gonna put stickers on nah, it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do all of that. You gotta so, wrap it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be. And see, that's another thing. I don't want to buy just a cheap truck that I'm gonna have to keep pouring money into. Well, get like a that. truck. that's twenty thousand, thirty thousand. The note on a $30,000 truck is what? $300? Mm -hmm. That's two service calls. You don't think you have a truck? You'll get two service calls in a month? I know what Dave Ramsey's telling you. But that's for people who are irresponsible. Right. Right. And, and, and when you get the truck, I'll pay to get it wrapped. Hmm. This is this is sounding like you get the truck. Of a brainer. I know <laughs> <laughs> it's going. You get the you get this truck right. within thirty days. I will pay for the wrap. That ain't even a part of the the five thousand dollar like emergency days. loan fund. I'm just gonna pay for you to get the, the truck wrapped with okay. Doug's whatever on it. Doug, let me ask you this. Okay. 
you are working a job and you are operating your business part time. Right. What type of income do you have to make in order? I see that you're married. Mm -hmm. What type of income do you have to bring into the household to continue to, to, to operate your lifestyle and to keep wife on board? Um, <laughs> I would probably, I would probably have to, and I know I could do it so easily. I could probably just make what I'm making now. Okay. So give me a number. So let's just say, let's say like eighty thousand a year. You need whatever to make eighty thousand dollars a year. Whatever that translates to. All yeah. right. So monthly that transfers translates to sixty six hundred dollars a month. Minus right? taxes. Minus taxes. So about let me like forty two a month. Okay, so you're like bringing that. about forty two hundred, and that is enough to at least maintain. We're not talking about the stretch goals. We're talking right. about to be equal to or more than what you're doing right now. Right. Okay. About right. forty two hundred dollars a month. How much is an average service call for you? Uh, like $150. So your average invoice is $450. Yes. Yes. Well, no, on average, let me look at my wasn't name because it breaks it down. Okay. What's the name? Around about, around about. about. Because it, it varies. I didn't do a lot this month. It slows down. On on minimum, I'm going to make $150 on minimum. On minimum. But what's the average? 200 bucks. The average is $200? No, $300, like 300 bucks. Your yeah. average ticket is $300? Like $300. Okay. Yeah. So right now, that tells me that you need 14 to 20 clients a month Okay. to make what you need to, to equal what you're earning right now. Okay. 14 to 20 clients a month. 14 with an average ticket invoice amount of $300. We're going to escalate that higher to about 18 okay. because you can get a ticket as low as $150. Right. How many clients does your business service right now on a part-time basis monthly on average? Four or five. Okay. You're servicing four or five. Yeah. Do you have a referral program in place? Word of mouth. Okay. So what if you actually implemented a referral program? Hey, I would love to have you refer your friends or your family to me. Anybody in this area that I service, I'll take $25 off your next service. Or maybe you give them a gift card, a Starbucks gift card as a thank you for referring customers or clients. David, do you know two or three people who might need, who own a home? Oh, 100%. This episode is about to be lit. Marcus, okay. do you know two or three people who own a home? I okay. know okay. two or three people who own a home. I own a home, okay. right? Well, I will get y'all some Starbucks gift cards. <laughs> All right. So if I am you, I am figuring out how I can have a minimum of 14 clients every single month. What is the outreach that I need to do? If my business is growing through word of mouth, then okay. I am word of mouthing it out. That means I need more mouths spreading the word. I'm talking gotcha. to David, I'm talking to Donnie, I'm talking to Marcus, and I'm creating a list. I'm writing it out, but I'm putting it on a spreadsheet. I offered them a $5 gift card. I offered them a Starbucks cup of coffee. I went to my clients with Starbucks coffee and maybe some Dunkin' Donuts holes, and I brought that to them and said, here you go. We know that you had to have this inconvenience. We hope we frightened your day. If you could please send us any referrals, but I take it one step further. 
Do you know any of your neighbors in the area that may occasionally have some heating and air issues? I mean, Do you mind writing down their names and numbers? Would you mind if I used your name as a referral just to drop off a business card to them? This is some great ideas. Yeah. Hey, I just serviced your neighbor up the street, Keisha. Yeah, she told me that you guys are friends and you wouldn't mind me stopping by just to drop off my information. If you have any heating or air issues, please let me know. But I also give gifts if you don't have any issues and you know a family member that might, I'm happy to pay you a gift or to incentivize you for your your referrals. Wow. Lee. That is lit. That's lit. That's lit. And then you're going to really build lit. a book of business. That's the groundwork. But okay. then as you start to grow, we're going to move out of that. I just need $80,000 before taxes mindset and say, hey, maybe I can do six figures. Then we're going to start working on actual emails and getting people involved in automations and funnels so that we have an automated process for following up. We're going to have a sales team reaching out to these referrals. You may not refer the partner who I suggested that you consider bringing on, that's their job. They know how to go out and get the money. You just need to get the lead. Okay. You're doing the work. The customer is falling in love with you. They're going to give you the referral. You're going to take that referral and give it to your partner who's excellent at sales. Let them close. The automation sends out the gift card or the Starbucks or whatever it is. And all you're doing is doing your work and you're operating your business as a CEO, providing for your family and doing more than you were doing right now. Facts. In the streets, she was she was actually uh, homeless, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I was like, you know what? Let I'm gonna give you a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I I've, I realized that I do need to change my circle because just like you know, our grandma used to say, "Birds with feather flock together." Mm -hmm. Generally, whatever this group is talking about, or no, who said that? Um, Tell me five of your closest friends or something like that. Everybody. And I, yep. and, and I could tell you. It's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. More conversations so, like this. So that's, 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 that's where we need to go. I, I need to try to get with more people like you. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to start calling you more heavy. There it you is. You just started it. Come on. See, I tried to save them. Come I on. Them, hey, Dave, how you doing? I love you, bro. Yeah. Eventually, his response time is terrible. It is. Yeah. It I is. mean, he responds to me immediately. Yeah. He calls me sis. I don't know. You know what I mean? If I don't know, maybe he, does he call you bro? <laughs> I call Drake sis. Okay. He calls me sis and he responds right away. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so I need to call Dre. Dre, schedule some time with Dave. Schedule some time. Now, now I have a relationship with Dre, so yeah. maybe that's the it. Yeah. Maybe you're not going through the right channel of command. Nah, I'm, I'm excited about this right now yeah. uh, because I know it's going to be you're 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 gonna have you're gonna call me about something. Yeah. Like, and it's a project, so I really, really want you to be successful, man. So, uh, how do people get in touch with you? Uh. I'm old school, so I only got Facebook. But my cell phone number is 678-699-4669. Gold seal. I that's know. So easy, he right? gave his whole... Nah, that, that's his actual phone. That's the number I call. When yeah. is this episode dropping? Uh, this week. This week? What day? Saturday. Many days? Saturday? Okay. So it literally takes... 30 minutes to create a landing page to get leads. Mm -hmm. okay. I would encourage you to create a landing page. If you don't know how to do it, go on Fiverr.com, pay somebody $25 to create a landing page that sends people to an email list 
Um, one of the best ones for you to get at this level is either going to be MailChimp or Active Campaign. Okay, MailChimp okay. is just emails. Active Campaign is when we're starting to get into customer management and things like that, right? Okay. But I just want you to keep it simple. Fiverr.com, get a landing page. Put your services up and what you offer, maybe a couple of testimonials from some customers that you've served. And by the time this episode drops, you guys can find Doug at the link in this description. Did you already you already take a uh, uh, you already have a lit, a um, what's the name? What? A domain? Did you already no, purchase a domain? No, I didn't do that. Okay, so right. we'll put it we'll put it we'll put it in here somewhere. The link will be in the description. And do us a favor, you guys, if you saw this and you were inspired, email Doug anyway, even if you're not in the greater Atlanta area, yeah. and just say, hey, I saw you on the podcast, and we mm -hmm. are rooting for you, brother. Yeah. Period. Yeah, Thank call you, everybody. Goldsealhvac at gmail.com. No, Goldseal. Well, he, he don't he don't have right that website now, just yet. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> Google. It's I'm on the taken. Google. Let me, check, let me check that real quick. Take, oh yeah, I know just, it's not taken. Yeah, because I already looked it. in the. That is the name? website that they're going to. Yeah. Okay. You see it on there? No, I'm about to. Do, I'm doing it right now. Tell me, is it G O L D? Uh huh. S E A L. HVAC. HVAC. Oh, that's about the up. C O M. We're searching for it. Gold seal. Ooh, it's taken. We're not going to that website, guys. It's a cow down. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'll put it in the description. at the end of it. It'll be HVACR. We'll be in the it'll be in description. But for now, for now, give your phone number one more time. My phone number is six seven eight. Yep. Six nine nine. Yep. Four six six nine. I know I said I don't want to do residential, but right now this is where we're starting. I do a great job for you guys. Yes, literally best in the game, the best person I've ever worked with. And anytime we have an issue, we call Doug and he fixes it. And sometimes I I don't I don't call him because I don't want him to give me like the brother discount. But every single time we find somebody else, he has to come fix it. <laughs> he's really really good i'm not just saying that so uh make sure y'all support hit him up if y'all if y'all it's, it's, it's about to be a cold winter oh, yeah. uh, you know what i'm saying like get 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 your heats get your heat situation right um get your air right so hit him up all right you got any last words i mean i look forward to seeing everybody man i just this is just a, a nice space i'm i'm very happy with what you built Good. This Thanks, is a great man. space for people to come and talk, man. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I love you, man. Great. I love you too, man. Are we out here, man? Peace. So All right. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.